episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode number 17. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. I always look forward to the sports episode. It's, you know, typically, our Monday night show is the sports. Yeah. Yeah. Only. We're in March, March 6th, 2023. Lots of sports to cover, including March Madness, Andy. Yeah. We're in the thick of it now. The wrestling tournament ended. Now school, we're down yeah. to boys hockey, huge. Girls basketball is a big draw. And boys basketball, big draw. Yeah. Next three weeks. You got to throw a storm in there once in a while. I don't think we've had it. So they're, they're talking about this weekend, yeah. So typically you'll have a winter storm, but we'll cover some of those things. We'll start off tonight with a trivia question. Trivia. On this date in 1985. So so think back. Let's go back to our junior high or high school days. Right, yeah, in 1985, the, uh, the boxer Mike Tyson fought his first pro fight in the ring on this day in 1985 he won of course he won he had all those huge number of wins very few losses ever but he won uh he knocked out his opponent what round was the knockout in is the question what round was the knockout i'm pretty confident on this one i'll come back to yeah and i think uh i think most may get this one right but uh i thought it was interesting that it was on this day, 1985, Mike Tyson, the infamous. All right, so let's go into some sports, Andy. I'm yeah. going to bring up your uh, screen here. we got a lot to cover yes. tonight. Yes, it is. It is tournament time, boys and girls, statewide, national-wide. We may not hit them all, but we're going to hit some. Here we go. First of all, the World Baseball Classic, which is a tournament. So don't. Don't start with me on that one. Now we've been coming up, you know, we've been covering this for a boat, um, a bunch of uh, a boatload of weeks here. And for yes. those not following, give the dates on these two because it hasn't started yet. But we've been yeah, um, eighth is when they start over in Pool A with uh, Chinese Taipei and the Netherlands and Cuba, Italy and Panama, and Pool B, uh, the Orient, if you will, there, Japan, Korea. Australia, China, and the Czech Republic start the ninth. Those games are in Tokyo. Pool C will be in Phoenix, which we covered last week. U.S., Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. And Pool D, which we have today, will be also be there will be in Miami, Florida, which is going to have host out Puerto Rico, Venezuela, the DR, Israel, and Nicaragua. Last three weeks, we've taken a pool A, B, and C each week, respectively. Not gone over every major leaguer, but ones you might recognize because we talk about them on the show. So basically, Twins players, former Twins players, Mets players, former Mets players, or just big-name guys just so you know where they are. Um, before we get to D, and it was caught before I made my stats, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has pulled out with a knee injury. So before you start sending in nasty emails going, uh, you forgot this one, Andy. No, he stepped out a couple days ago. Or if he's on your fantasy WBC um, team. Yeah, I I will make a trade real quick to the guy who doesn't have internet. (laughs) So we'll start with Team Puerto Rico. So you'll see a PR maybe on their hats. Some names you might recognize. Jose Barrios. Oh, yes. He's already pitching for them there. Okay. Edwin Diaz of the Mets. At the trumpets, very Nick good. Sugar, that's what we call them. Tremendous sugar. 
Yes. Moran of the Twins. He'll be there. Now he's a prospect, I think. He's a he's a highly touted guy. Yeah. And the other Edwin Diaz, shortstop from the Astros. Okay. So both Edwin Diaz's are on the same team. Well, they have, have that going for him. They have. It'll be tough to make the uh, print the jerseys on the back there. Yes. And Francisco Lindor of the Mets, Mister Smile, they call him. Okay. So. And here's some of the coaches on that team. Uh, Ladier Molina, the manager. Juan Gonzalez, the hitting coach. Ricky Bones, the pitching coach. Jose Molina, Morlana, the first base coach. And Louis Rivera, third base coach. Boy, that's, it'll be fun to watch these uh, with all the recognizable names. Yeah. Valenzuela. Louis Arise. Former twin, now with the Marlins. Although you can't tell by the hat, looks like the twins hat still, but <laughs> and Miggy playing. 39. 39. Jeez. He, you know, seems like he's been around forever. Wow. Dominica. Mr. Sanchez, catcher. We'll be playing for them. And speaking of playing forever, Nelson Cruz. Age the boomstick. 42. Yeah, and he's with the Padres this year, so they are loaded. Wow. All right, we get the boys' hockey tournament. Now they come up March 8th through 11th. So the brackets are set. I haven't seen them yet. I, I hopefully, well, hopefully you've got them here. Here we go. This will be good. The left side of the bracket, A. Uh, they, they seed the first five, the rest are random draw. So you got left side, you got Laverne against Hermantown, Alec and Matamidai over there. On the other side, you got St. Cloud Cathedral and War Road, the one seed, and Northfield Orono, your 4 5 matchup. The larger attended schools, which isn't really true because in hockey, you can move up if you want. So. Uh, yeah, Creighton Durham Hall with the random draw against Maple Grove with the two seed. Number three, Dinah going against the Spuds. Hill Murray against number one, Minnetonka. And Lakeville South and Andover, four or five. Now, Minnetonka's been won most of the year. They had a tough finals to get in, a uh, double overtime against the Chanhassen to get in. So that. You know, that could have been the other team could have been number one seed. Basically, whoever won that game was be the one seed. Okay. So they'll be uh, the ninth, the six o'clock game. Women's Frozen Four in Duluth for hockey. Uh, we just had the finals here. Uh, Gophers with a great win over Ohio State. We'll see how that turned out for the rankings. Ohio State was one. Gophers were two coming into it. First of all, here's Past championship history, uh, if you look at it there, Ohio State won against Duluth last year. It's in Duluth this year. And you go all the way back to when it was in Duluth last. Minnesota's won it, what, three three times there? Duluth's got a championship in there. Um, you know, Clarkson – Duluth doesn't. I'm sorry, it was canceled because of COVID. But Duluth was in the finals for women. Lots of uh, 
Kind of looks like the regular is there, so we'll see what happens. Here's the brackets. You got Ohio State's the one seed. They'll play the winner of Penn State and Quinnipiac. Now, Penn State women, their first time ever in the tournament. So okay. little rookie jitters there for them. And then you got Yale and Northeastern in the other part of the bracket. Then you got Colgate, which played the winner of Wisconsin and LIU. Then here's where it's get tough. Minnesota Duluth, the, the home team, if you will, since it's in their arena, kind of got a play-in game. Then they got to play the Gophers if they win. Nice. Gophers are good, but, man, you want to play the home team who's the underdog? You know. Place will be packed. Yeah, yeah. So that could be an interesting game. Not saying the Gophers are going to lose, but that's not such a gimme win as you'd think it would be. Yep. The men's Frozen Four, that's not a typo. It's in Tampa Bay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just, just. I'm not a fan. No, not, not no, a fan. No. no. Um, here's where the regions are going to be for it all, though. Fargo's going to host one for the northern region, then Manchester, New Hampshire, Allentown, and Bridgeport, and then, of course, the finals in Tampa. Tampa. The, those seedings aren't out yet. There's no rankings. That's all. Just that's where they are. We'll have those next week. And March twelfth, Sunday. Mark your calendars. The women's final four selection show in depth from uh, final fours in Dallas. Their selection shows that day. Iowa with a nice big win here at Target Center for the Big Ten tournament. Ranked second in the nation right now, so they could be a number one seed going in. Uh, Monica Cezano set records for a uh, field goal percentage in the tournament. Her and Caitlin Clark are just they're rolling right now. I do not want to be in Iowa's bracket. No, they're tough. Yeah, they are on a roll. And the men's final four is in Houston. Funny, they got a space logo. Uh, their selection shows also the 12th, a little earlier in the day. So next Sunday's selections, we'll probably have the brackets here. We record this 24 hours after those selections are made. You're already going to be bored of hearing everybody's picks on it, so we'll just kind of brush over them real quick next okay. week. One Bison note for you, Dan. Bison. Bison College Wrestling, Big 12. Jared Frenick. Claims the Big 12 championship in the 157-pound class. Congrats. The Bison take fifth overall. Now, the reason I bring this up is not because he's with the Bison. But in wrestling, there is no other. You're either in the big ones. There's such a drop. A lot of football D2 schools wrestle big-time wrestling. Hence, they're in the Big 12 here for wrestling. He took on these guys in the Big 12, which is Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma State can't prominently powerhouse schools in it. Yes. Biden took fifth. He won his weight class, took it, you know, held his own. So congrats to that young man. No easy task there. And high school wrestling, I know you're gonna get this later on, but one note there from our friends at Watertown. Titan, young man there, won his first state tournament this weekend and finished the season undefeated at 45 and 0. Second one to do it. His coach, Coach McDonald's the only other guy to do it. 
Talk about Yes. And we'll get into it a little more too, but not yeah. only just to win it, not only to go undefeated, but the section that they're in, section two double A, one of the toughest in the state, and he still went undefeated. Uh, and, that is unbelievable. And one other thing, I, I put it on Twitter or on the Facebook today. Um, I know you could talk about it with Waconia, with Max. Yes. Um, the other guy went up a weight class. He wanted he wanted them. Those two wanted to face each other. And it was, we all wanted to see this at the end of the year. I think it was the channel number five put on there, highly anticipated. Yes. We don't use words like that on this show here. I'm not really positive what they mean. I just put down, just say it's a match we were looking forward to. Just keep it simple. That's well, what we do. There here. was one website that called it the match of the century, highly touted oh. match of the century. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, I was. I don't but know the others across the nation well enough, but. Uh, Rog- Rogatsky, yeah. But he went up a weight class, so kudos to him on that. Um, him and Max gave it all they could. I mean, Max came out. Was it four straight titles for him now? Four He's straight. He's going off to the U. So. And, and that, Rogatsky had the lead. He was up by one at toward yeah. the end. And then that's when Max uh, McAnally got a, a, a takedown for two points to take the lead, held it, and ended up winning his fourth straight. Rogatsky got the loss, but he, like you said, from Stillwater wanted the challenge. He wanted to go after Max, and um, that's awesome. It's one of those one of those good stories. Now, Rogatsky's sister, yeah, wrestled in the girls' state tournament. Okay, and she got the finals. She got to the finals and got beat in the championship round. So the uh, the family had two in the finals. Both got beat, but uh, very good competitors, both of them. Well, here's the one thing about that one too. I'll say also is the part that gets lost in it. You, you get the stereotypes. Oh, they were the top two, and everybody wanted them. They were the 195-pound weight class. That wasn't the heavyweights. Yep. So usually when you hear the top two and all the big this and that, you assume it's the big 235-pound behemoths, you know. Oh, yes. No. These yeah, were the 195-pound weight class. It was the third biggest. Yeah, it wasn't even the top two. It was the third biggest. Now, the Rogotsky's going to go on and Russell. He's another senior, Division One. He's going to go for Navy. He's going to be the okay. Naval Academy. He's going to wrestle for the Naval Academy next year. So wow. that's no easy task. The guy is a beast. Um, and McAnally uh, going to the Gophers. And he's the number one, I think, ranked wrestler in all the nation, actually. Yeah. But that's all I got, sir. My, my notes for the Mets, like I said, they are staying healthy so far. No major, major injuries. Some guys are sitting down right now just because of soreness because, okay, I don't care who you are. This isn't a soapbox, but it's pretty darn close. I think for the money these guys are getting paid. Oh, God, I sound like my dad now. For the money they're getting paid. They should be able to get a call in the middle of the night going, we have a game tomorrow and you should be ready to go. Yeah. Yes, you have spring training to kind of knock off the rust and this and that. But I don't care if it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey. You should be able to get a call in the middle of the night saying there's a game tomorrow and you're ready to go. You're a professional athlete. That's money you're getting paid. For a job, the money that you make, you're right. It is. Yeah, Um, you shouldn't need six weeks to get ready. It should be two weeks tops just to kind of familiarize yourself with your shortstop second baseman for double play, stuff like that. Chemistry, that, you know, you're working on chemistry, clubhouse yep. dynamics, the clubhouse relationships, yep. those kinds of things. But 
Um, you, you, you should not be at, oh, I'm sore. I haven't used it since September. No. <laughs> you, should, you should be able to get that call and go. Now the, That's what I got, sir. The Twins, top three hitters right now. I think there's 22 games left in the regular in the uh, preseason, so it's still a lot. It just basically started. Yep. Joey Gallo's batting 455. Jose that's, Miranda. Well, that's Miranda, 444, hit two homers the other day. They were off today, so these stats are still actually correct. And Max Kepler's third at batting 417. So I wore the cap today. This will be a fun team to watch uh, in the in the spring training uh, and in the regular season as well. They've got some good uh, a good connection players pitching defense it should be very entertaining now it'll be hard when we see the cuts coming up here in the next few weeks so who all lands there but that's Miranda play this year now the the wrestling so we covered it last week on the on the state wrestling a, a, a bit but the section 2 AA so we have a lot of teams here when it comes to wrestling you got a powerhouse Scott West that's been good for many many years it's a combination of Jordan and Valplane you've had Watertown Mayor last couple of years has been tough to beat New Prague has been the new recent perennial uh, it's a tough yeah. tough group all three of those teams were ranked in the top 6 this year at one point in the state of Minnesota of all, of all the teams right all the teams in class AA they were the three of those teams were in this top 6 alone so Lots of, um, as a teams, they're good. Individually, they're good. I counted, Andy, 19 in the individual wrestling for the boys, 19 participants out of Section uh, Section 2AA placed at state. So placed, wow. that means you're top six. Uh, so eight and eight go. There's 16 guys at a weight class for Class AA. There's 14 weight brackets. It's a place you must finish in the top six. I don't care who you are. That's tough to finish because if you even lose one of those rounds, you've got to wrestle back to get back in and still take on tough competition. And there's 14 weight classes? 14 weight classes. Section That's 84 possible spots. What's that? 84 possible spots and 19 were by those three teams. 19 were just by the sections in this section that we were at. Not those three teams, but there's oh, Tri-City United. There's other teams in there. St. Peter has got good, good wrestling. They can't compete with the big horses, but yeah. the individuals, the top two go. And so really they sent – About a quarter of the guys. Um, you know, 14 – you know, they send 28 guys to the state out of this section. 19 of them placed – Wow. We're, we're on the podium is what I mean. You know, you get a yeah. medal, top six. You're on the podium at the end. You get a, a medal around your neck if you get in the top six. Very tough to do. We had 19, so congratulations to those guys. A lot of champions as well. A lot in the wow. final, even if they got to the championship and lost, uh, this is, once again, the, the top wrestlers in the state of Minnesota. So no easy task. Now, the XFL completed their third week of play. Nothing too too big. I, I I turn a couple of the games on, Andy. You know, it's yeah. I think the USFL is going to get more of the you know the coverage maybe when they start here uh, next month. Yeah. Whenever they do, it's just it's still winter. People are still watching basketball and hockey, and they're not into the spring football. That's why I think the USFL when they start later, as opposed to the XFL, could get a better better traction. I think now. MLB, Major League Baseball, the clock. I watched a couple yeah. of games just not to care at spring training. You get, you get all your information at spring training watching these games from the 
play-by-play, uh, -play, the color commentary, just pick up these little notes and things like that. One guy was a pitcher, and they said the advantage for the pitch clock is actually going to be on the, the pitcher. Now, he's got communication with his ear from the catcher. They're already talking. Yep. When the next batter is out, what they're going to start pitching to the next guy, what they're already, they're not waiting to look in for the signs and it's yep. up the clock. They're already getting the pitch in the ear and, and uh, communicating. So when they get the clock, they're pretty much changing their behavior, changing their rhythm. And they don't want to go down all the time to, you know, two or one second to pitch the ball. Uh, they want to, even though they've got ready, they'll want to pitch it quicker. Because now the batters, they don't want the batters to get into this rhythm that, oh, if they can check the clock, the pitch will be coming here in a few seconds. Oh, here it is. It's coming now. You can't wait till it runs down. They could pitch yeah. any time in that, in that period. And a lot of times they already know what they're going to pitch, the sequence they're going to pitch, how they're going to pitch the guys. So it's not too bad. Now they get the one throw to first. What they're saying is that they're going to use that as a pitcher almost as a mulligan. If you're not ready, you're not ready. to. You see the, cl the clock winding down. You, you can't throw a timeout, then then you'll throw it a first if the guy's on. You'll throw it a first and say, okay, that's my one pickoff attempt. Then you'll gather yourself, get ready, and then continue the sequence. They may not use it for legitimate pickoff attempts per se. Right, right. Now that you know you've got one to throw over there, if you're not ready, the clock is winding down, you don't have your grip right, your footing's not right, something, you have one time to toss over there. I call it almost a mulligan. I didn't know that. I, I, they're going to take advantage of I suppose, of yeah. Now, I haven't seen many spring training games this year, um, and when I have, I've been just kind of listening more than watching. Like we talked about earlier, once you throw in the first, there's no need to hold them on anymore. Yeah. Because you so can't throw a second time, so does the first baseman even stay there? Do you move back and play defensively? Or does the runner on first immediately take off knowing they're going to steal? Now, the catcher's got to be ready because – now the, the runner at first can steal in any in any in any given pitch. So that can that catcher throw the pickoff down? To, can that catcher throw a pickoff down to first? I think the catcher the can throw a pickoff back to first base. Yeah, and like we saw with the Twins on uh, with Gallo as well, they implemented on the defense for the Major League Baseball the shift. You can't do the shift, but they played the Red Sox that game. They just brought in another outfielder. And they brought the left uh, fielder over. They brought another outfielder over. So you still have the shift going on, but the shift responds re relates to infielders only position players in the infield only so you can still have a makeshift shift when you deal with outfielders so look for those kinds of things mm -hmm. as well but i thought the pitch count the pitch clock was very interesting as far as from a pitcher mentality that they have almost the advantage it's gonna be tough for the batter to get in there and get ready yeah. and think about what's going to happen and still got to take if there's guys on first base or second base take the signs from the third base coach what the sign is and so it's going to be tougher, I think, on the batter to start with. But there shouldn't be much. It's the learned behavior of rewrapping the gloves and the, the playing yeah. card and everything. They have to undo that behavior, get in the box, and just stay there. You shouldn't have a need even to get out of the batter's box. Well, Max Scherzer had kind of been having fun with it, just trying to learn. He There was one where he was in the set position ready to go, and the batter backed out. So he gets one back out, and he just sat there ready. So as soon as okay. that batter got that foot in, he threw. So pitchers are learning how to go, okay, I got to hold this position for 15 seconds because once he's in, I'm going. Because unlike football, where they wait to the last second to snap, they're not going to pitch at the last second, like you said. Yeah. They may pitch with five seconds to go or two seconds or 
Wait till one. Who knows? So those are the things that the pitching coaches are working on. The pitchers by saying, you know, throw a couple at eight seconds, throw a couple at two seconds, throw a couple at five mm-hmm. seconds. Get a get off the rhythm on perfect for the batter because the batter doesn't know. Now the batter's got to be the one responding. He, he's got to be ready at eight seconds or five seconds or two seconds, and hopefully not keeping yeah, his yeah. eye on that clock. You got to be focused on the pitcher. But yeah, the batter should not even look at I think they're gonna have fun with it because more pitchers are gonna do a quick, a quick pitch, a quick yep. step pitch. Um, and it, it'll move the game along, I think, uh, a little quicker. Um, what well, else? had a strikeout like in 10 seconds the other day or some unreal number. Yeah, there like was that. a 10 second or 12 second strikeout. Yeah. Strike one, strike two, and a, and a strike three. And it was, I think, 12 seconds elapsed. Now, NFL, I got some NFL notes. The yes. combine is wrapped up, Andy. The combine is done in Indianapolis, in, in, in uh, Indiana. Uh, that took place. The draft is the next big thing. That's not till April. You know, that's April 27th through the 29th. It'll be taking place in Kansas City this year. That's not till next month. So we're not going to cover anything there for a while. Yep. Uh, the Vikings, by the way, did did cut Eric Kendricks today. And that wasn't really news to, to people. Hey, he's a good player. He's one of our best linebackers. What are you doing? Well, they got this thing called the salary cap. And even yeah. by cutting him, I think there's still over uh, – there might be a couple other guys being cut because they're up against the cap. They got to, um, they got to do something. Secret Squirrel has told me, or not told me, but I've heard from numerous accounts. Don't be shocked if Adam Thielen's not a Viking next year. Yeah, yeah. Don't be shocked. And they kind of went. I've heard that it. name a lot. They went about it this year, thinking that this would be his last year, thinking he'd, yeah. he'd retire or be not be a Viking, but. I don't see him. They're able. To, they're not going to be able to keep all these guys now. When the draft comes, signing new guys as, as far as going up against that cap, the Vikings only yeah. have four draft picks: a first round, a third, fourth, and a fifth. Instead yeah. of seven picks, you know they gave up some to get T.J. Hawkinson and some other things. So they only have the four, but they're still going to have to make room. So I don't think Kendricks will be the last guy we're going to be. Hearing about, so I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk if Cousins restructures his deal too. Yeah, and there could be some restructuring things like that to to make uh, to get you know get make room in there. And the Vikings with the divisional win in the playoffs, uh, you know, their pick is like the twenty third or twenty fourth pick, yeah. and so no, they're heard- lower in that first round draft pick, but they only have four total of picks. So we're not going to cover NFL here coming up that much. I don't think much XFL, but we're going to focus in on this. Women's and men's basketball coming up in hockey the yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. I heard the I think it was the kicker for the Saints. I heard a couple days ago said, "Hey, I'll take a pay cut." Okay, thanks. Hope every every nickel helps. Funny, the Saints today signed Derek Carr. Okay. So, now did that and the kicker gave up like a million bucks a year for it too. But you know what? I don't know about football so much, but their contracts are so incentive-laden. A lot of stuff, I don't know how much that counts on the salary cap for things, bonuses, this and that. Was there a – and don't tell me this doesn't go on because I'll call you a liar. Was there a, sure, I'll give up a million dollars a year, and, hey, Derek, you want to give money to my charity then? Yeah, I'm, you know, uh, there is – Stuff I'm like sure that's going to go going on. on which, the pay cut, but – you know, what are you going to give me in return? So it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of that. Will you donate to my charity then? Sure, I'll make an extra million a year and give it to your charity, and we all win. You know, it's a it's a complicated deal, but they got Carr, so that'll be interesting. I've always liked him; it never really panned out in Oakland, but yeah, 
Looking forward to the Major League Baseball starting up here. Like I said, there's 22 games left yet in the spring training, so we got a ways to go. World Baseball Classic will be fun to follow here. So we're starting this week. This week, this weekend, and then we got Sunday the selection show for basketball. So watch the winter weather. Things are always bound to come up here on these things. But anything else, uh, Andy, from sports? Social media will be popping for us this week like it was before. We'll be updating as, as we can. Uh, state tournament games as they're going on. World Baseball Classic games. As, as I like to refer to it, as I'm at my insurance job during the day. Now, I don't sell insurance. That's the job that pays for my insurance. Yes. So I call it my insurance job. So during the day, boss gets a little snipey when I'm on the phone too much, but we'll try to update stuff throughout the day we can. Um, high school hockey, uh, Minnesota State High School League always has a lot of fun stuff on there. So follow them on Twitter too. They'll keep you updated. Uh, World Baseball Classic, I'm sure your favorite team sites, Major League Baseball. If not the World Baseball Classic site itself on Twitter, we'll keep you updated too. A lot of good stuff out there. All right, everyone, have a good week. See you See next ya. week.